Hello, Remote Start Nation, and welcome to Remote Start, the podcast for the individual who wants to start a business, build a lifestyle brand, and do it all while living the lifestyle they desire. Our goal is to help you take that idea, skill, or passion and turn it into a profitable, scalable business that thrives within your community. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I am on a mission along with special guests to help you understand yourself, the lifestyle you truly want from your business, and what it takes to start and scale it through systems and creating a sought-after brand. Regardless of the industry or where your small business is at in its growth stage, Remote Start is packed with lessons, stories, and the do's and don'ts of how to get where you want. So my simple question to you, what are you ready to start? If it's in business, branding, or lifestyle, then start it now and join the Remote Start Nation. Without further ado, let's get this show started. All right, Remote Start Nation, welcome. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us for another podcast today. I have such a special podcast to share with you. I'm sitting here with Mark and Julia from the Asheville Guitar Bar. Um, funny story leading into it. We came in here for Mother's Day, uh, riding our bikes around town with the family and stumbled in here. And immediately I felt like family. It was the most welcoming, most heartfelt just bar I think I've ever been into. Uh, Mark offered uh, Tyler, my son, a, a hot dog. He's not a hot dog fan, and Tyler definitely let you know that right from the start. Um, and that kind of hit it off. And I, by the end of the time before we left, I said, Mark, Julia, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, this is such a cool experience we had, and I, I, I really wanted to share your experience in this awesome bar with the Remote Star Nation and tell them how you got started and, and what this is like for you owning a business here in Asheville. And uh, Mark, I know you've got more background on, on being an entrepreneur. And so, uh, yeah, first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time to stay here with me today. It's well, thank super you. kind of you to come in. And talk to us and, and dig in. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. excited. Mother's Day was a gas. You know, it was great. It's great to have you and your family here. We totally promote families, you know, as much as possible because we want kids to experience what's going on here too. So and you could see that there was other families here and everybody was having a good time, a lot of dancing going on and the food and everything else was great. And yeah. so we do have a children minimum for kids though. for kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my Dylan might have taken advantage of that one. <laughs> So, uh, Mark, let's get started. So, tell me about your entrepreneurial history and, and where you got started in the business. And well, ironically, you're from Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I was born in Kent, Ohio. I uh, grew up with a lot of musicians early, and all my brothers. I'm the youngest of five, so all my brothers were musicians. And I grew up with some pretty famous people, and and was surrounded by a lot of uh, famous musicians. But um, I started playing in bars very early. And by the time I was getting out of high school, I realized uh, I needed to get out of town. You know, 70s were very dangerous. Uh, just a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, wasn't a very healthy situation. Yeah. That way. So I had an opportunity to go to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, a friend of mine's father was a professor at Kent State and said, listen, if you come out, you know, he says, uh, I'll make sure you get residency so you don't have to pay out of state. That's huge, too. That saves a huge. ton of money. Well, back in 1976, it was about $395 a semester. So. What do you think that'd be now? Uh, probably <laughs> six times. Oh, yeah. I would think so. For sure. I don't know. But, uh, the campus is growing. Yes. Yeah. So. But um, uh, I was an art major at UNLV. And, uh, you know, I mean, 
I was a batikus at the time. So uh, I started, I uh, met up with a, a, a friend of mine from uh, Boulder City. She was going to school there too. She was a seamstress. And we started designing women's clothing and batiking them wow. for a lot of the uh, uh, Las Vegas hotels. Okay. For instance, the Maxim, the MGM Grand Tour, and yeah. a few other, uh, Flamingo, and so on. So uh, I got into designing basically clothing and so on. So when I graduated from UNLV, I ended up in San Diego and I hooked up with a, uh, some people in the surf industry and it just took off from there and I became a, a t-shirt guru, you know, wow. and from there, moving from San Diego, did some work in China and then some work in Alabama and then eventually being recruited down to, to uh, Orlando, Florida, because I was doing most of my business with Disney and Universal Studios, Hard Rock, On John's, Mervyn's, Kmart, and so on. Wow. And then we moved to uh, Asheville in 20, or 2006, and we moved our whole company up here. Okay. When I say our whole company, it was uh, myself and my partners. Okay. And uh, uh, so we, you know, built a pretty large company. We were a sales force and part group here, and did our, most of our manufacturing in China and Honduras. So uh, it just grew and grew and grew. We were a pretty large company. Uh, 2013 decided I was done. What was it that made made the move to decide you were done? Was it just kind of want to be more with family or? Well, you know, a, a lot of it, in, our family is still in Florida. Uh, Julia has two sons. I have two daughters. We have eight grandchildren down there. And, uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with health reasons. Okay. You know, uh, uh, really a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, and, and it's 24 seven. When you're dealing with overseas companies, you know, you're dealing with, uh, you know, phone calls and, and, and uh, Skype at 1130 at midnight and one o'clock in the morning because it's China, you know, full day difference. Yeah. It just, it just really got to the point where I was, uh, I wanted to live my life a little more. I wanted to change it. What we're, obviously we're singing awesome music, guitar centric bar. Well, we changed our lives. You you grew up in Ohio as a musician. Yeah. Was it like, all right, right away you knew when you stopped and walked away from your other business, you were going to open up a, a bar with music? Or was it, how that kind of transition? You know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, music never left me. Yeah. And my brothers still play and so on. But I, I grew up with, you know, with Joe Walsh living with, you know, my family and friends. I grew up with Devo. I grew up with Chrissy Hine and all those really incredible musicians that are top level today. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to be a musician, but I never felt that I had the caliber. Yeah. You know, uh, and I always wanted to be an artist. So uh, I chose the art career mainly because I figured, uh, you know, I could survive. That's one of the reasons why I went to college. You know? Yeah. Seeing what was happening in the music industry and seeing everyone struggling, you know, cars being repossessed, you know, because they can't pay the bills and everything else. So we chose the other art profession, which doesn't pay as much either. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird. But um, no, it's, it was always in me. And, you know, um, Julia knows this. I mean, I would play, when I left Kent, Ohio, I, I never played out again. It just wasn't. Uh, wasn't my interest at the time. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I always continue to play, but I would play at home and privately and then I'd pay for, play for my kids and so on and like that. But it wasn't until we uh, moved to Asheville 
and we retired basically out of our old business to kind of recreate ourselves. Yeah. That um, we started an art gallery. Okay. Uh, Julia is an incredible artist. I mean, uh, oil painting, and there's really nothing she can't do. And I kind of like that about myself. We, we take on challenges. We're not afraid to do anything. Yeah. And uh, so we started an art gallery down on Depot Street, which is in the River Arts District. And I saw Hetty today. Oh, good. She said to say hello. Nice. And uh, it was just interesting. We opened this place up, and I'm twiddling my thumbs. You know, I'm used to... 150 emails a day, yeah. working seven days a week and everything else. And I started going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, needed, I needed something to do because we're both, we never stop. We're always doing something. And uh, it really became uh, like, what do, what do we want to do here? So, uh, I mean, I could talk forever about this, but we had an opportunity to, to play with some people, some music. And I, I took that opportunity and we started a, a little jam one night. And I looked around the room and I thought there was five of us, I think at the point at that time. And there was two Grammy Award winners wow. that I'm playing with and I didn't even realize it. And after the jam, which really was just incredible, I said, uh, yeah, we ought to do this again. And they all went, well, I'm on tour and you know, we're on, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> wow. They said, we'll do it once a month. Cool. Then once a month turned into twice a month. And then it was once a week, then it was twice a week. And what that did was we did it to try to bring people into the gallery. Okay. But then we kind of realized that there are so many famous musicians that live in Asheville, retired musicians, that uh, they need a place to play. Yeah. You know, you can't just throw a band together and play at the Orange Field. You know, you can, but it takes a lot. So we decided to open more of an intimate place. Which this definitely is. You've done that for yeah. sure. So let's and, go back to the, the art um for a minute so the the art gallery was that a lot of your idea going into that julia well when we, when mark sold his stock back to his partners in 2013 we um kind of went to london with a large corporation that we were doing t-shirts for just okay. to spend a couple weeks there and we um sat in a pub off of baker street and yeah. um <laughs> said what are we gonna do and we're like oh we should open a pub right and anyway, when we came back, we just kind of wanted to do things and figure out what we wanted to do to be true to ourselves. And that was like the main point at that particular time. What can we do to be true to ourselves? And we're both artists. Yeah. We both can build and paint and create. And we wanted to live a creative life. So um, one of our friends said, let's take a drive. Have you been to the River Arts District in Asheville? And we're like, oh, no, not really. And we don't even know how to get there. Yeah. And so we, um, he brought us down here. We found a studio, the Pink Dog Creative Building on Depot Street that was for rent. And we called the owner, showed him our portfolios, and we were in. So um, one of our friends, dear friends in Orlando, who imports Indonesian furniture, who had um, spent his time during the day selling furniture and spent the evenings opening his uh, furniture store as a, as a little bar and had musicians. And we're, we're like, well, that, let's see if, if John wants to do this up here, you know, see if his furniture will, will, work, will work up here. We'll give ourselves two years and see what happens. 
And so that's what we did. We brought a bunch of his furniture up here, put it in the art gallery, did little vignettes. We did our artwork there, Mark did some consultation. And during that time, through the owners of the building of Pink Dog Creative Building, we met some musicians. And that nice. ties in with Mark's story where we met these musicians who were living here that nobody knew that they were here, yeah. but they're either famous or we have, we met musicians who had had careers, raised families and wanted to get back into music and didn't have anywhere to go. And so over the last say eight months of being in that gallery, we uh, kind of figured out this is, this is a thing. We think this is a thing. And I'd already, I had always known Mark to do playing his little guitar in the living room to his iPod. And he'd flip through songs and he'd never sing. Um, he was just tinkering with songs. When he started playing with musicians in, the, in our art studio, he just kind of got this bright light in his eyes. And, and by the end of our two years at, the, at our paint box studios, he's like, this is what I want to do. Awesome. I want to bring these musicians together and I just want to play music. Yeah. And so that's how it kind of started. So when we actually spent our seven months to open and do our build out here at the guitar bar, we had a group of musicians and customers anxious. waiting and anxious for us to already open. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was it was just serendipity and we really didn't know what we were doing. We just were following what was true to ourselves. It's and so exciting to think to I'm gonna stop you for a second and go back to finding yourself after the first career yeah. and doing it for you this time right yeah. and doing what you were passionate about and started with art and then brought you to music right and that's so that's such yeah. a cool experience because I see it so often with entrepreneurs that I interview or, or people that I work with and some just aren't happy because they're in a position to where they're making the money but they're not doing what they want to do with their life. Well, right. it's, it's not about the money. Right. And if you're, really in it, if you're in it for the money, you're not, it's not going to feed your soul. Right. And if you want to feed your soul, you have to figure out a way to organize your life to fit within the means that you're creating. Yeah. Right. If you're yes. in it for, for the money, you're making the wrong decisions based upon the wrong, the wrong thing that you're looking for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, We've chased, I've chased money for 45 years. Where did it get me? Here. It got you yeah. this opportunity. Got me right? this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to be very honest, I mean, you really, uh, if chasing money is just not important. It's not important. Especially the older we get. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We want to be close to our children, yeah. our grandchildren, um, trying to figure out how that all manages itself between yeah. it's, here and there. It's a field of dreams. Yeah. You build it and they will come because if you yeah. build it and you, you, your idea of it is true to yourself, you don't let anybody else tell you what you should be doing Yeah, because they're not invested in it. Stick to your guns of what you believe in and what you, you know, even our artwork, our style. If you look around the bar, which I know this is a cool place. We yeah. rated one of the top 10 unique bars in North Carolina two months ago. Just because of you, know, you walk in, you felt it. You felt it oh, on yeah. Sunday. Absolutely. It's the place to be. You know, it's just, it's, it's intimate. It's great. And, uh, you know, we stuck to our guns. In there. A lot of people go, well, you don't need to do this. You need to, do that. You need to open your own bar. Right. 
seriously, then you can make your own decisions. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to make those decisions and stick to it. Really stick to it. And it's constant conversation yeah. within our own heads and with each other constantly. Are we, what are we here for? Are we doing what's true to ourselves? And our mantra and our mission statement is we're here for the music. That whenever we have a difficult question to answer, that's the question we ask ourselves and we say, is this really for the music? And if it's not, that's an easy answer. Right. Yeah. Right. It's good that you have that mission statement to always yeah. go back to. We're yeah. Here no, yeah. So no matter what, like if one person has an idea and the other person doesn't like it or whatever, it goes back to that. Exactly. It, it, does it make sense with our mission yeah. statement? The bottom line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have been known to be a little frustrating for people who come in and want to like chat really loudly and be here in a bar situation. And it could be on a really rock and roll life, which is yeah. great. Or it can be in a listening room experience, which is kind of, it's difficult because people pay to come in and, or they come in just to see the music. Yeah. And if there's like a loud thing going on, there's tons of places downtown right. in West Asheville that we can, that you can go to do that thing. We're trying to nurture a listening room experience because we're here for the musicians. We're here for the music. And you could feel that on Sunday when, I mean, it was jamming. There was what, probably five musicians up there just jamming at out one time, and, yeah. at one and time. There were probably and, 20 in the yeah, audience. 20 in the so cool. And everybody in was a listening. Whole community of yeah. Probably 30 more people. Yeah. It was so cool. And what's great about what we do here, too, is we invite all these musicians to come in. We've formed so many bands out there because people come in and they go, oh, I really take this guy. This guy's an incredible bass player. We have Grammy Award winners on stage with us all the time. Wow. We have famous people that yeah. come in and play. And not famous people. And they can hang. And they yeah. hang Because they're so excited to be here. Yeah. You know? And they're practiced. They're well, they're well versed in their instrument. We are, we are very particular about who we let on stage, mostly on a Sunday. Yeah. Mainly because you've got to have the chops, you know, because you're up there with Grammy Award. If you can't hang with that, then let's work on a little more and we'll get you back. But, how, you know, how does that process work? Do they they gotta go through me? Nice. Yeah, I mean they, you I got a I got a few questions that I ask immediately if somebody new coming in. Yeah. And I usually tell them, hang out today and see what happens. Because you're gonna see probably 22 to 23 different people going in and off of stage. And everybody says, Who's this band? They're not a band. Yeah. These are professional people that know how to play with each other. We're in C, we're in D, we're in A. Everybody knows where to go. That drummer sets that beat, we know where to go. That's so it's cool. amazing, totally amazing. And that doesn't happen anywhere. And that's the unique thing about what a lot of people come in and say, I've never experienced anything like this being a musician, that I was able to just see this or get up on stage and just everything. I mean, it sounds like you've been together for 25 years. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's amazing, you know. Didn't happen overnight. No, I couldn't imagine. We no. went through a lot of trial and yeah. error. Things that worked, some things worked, some things didn't. People come, people go because they don't, you know, may not care for how we were doing things, and things change and morph. And it's really difficult sometimes to keep going. You think, yeah. okay, we're not doing the right things, and then we come back to, okay, we're here for the music. How can we like just take a breath? And, what what is working and let's build on that yeah you know? also we we couldn't do it without our community they are you know, the two gentlemen that are in here tonight are 
my main guys. Yeah. We're doing some construction today to reset up because we're, the weather's getting better. We're expanding out. Another thing, you know the size of this place. So many people come to us and say, you need to expand. You need to get bigger. And it's like, no, I don't. Yeah. No, this is, this is what it is. This is what makes it work. This is what we want. We don't want 20 employees. We don't want, you lose the whole concept right. of the, uh, the intimacy. The, it, exactly. You know, exactly. As I say, the intimacy. It's family. Yeah. And the people who volunteer here to help us are part of the community and welcome people. We've had our neighbors, every time they see someone new in here and they're in here, they're like, hey, yeah. I noticed you haven't been in here before, you know, and everybody kind of like helps people feel welcome and there's something for everyone here. Well, I think it know? stems from people see you two and the way you interact with the, with everybody and you can tell your heart is in everything Smoke you two do. Mirrors, man. <laughs> 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 Not the love. The love is not smoking smoking mirrors. mirrors. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, well, it's tough. The money smoking mirrors. Yeah. yeah the money <laughs> For smoking. any business, yeah. I'm yeah. convinced. But, but the love is not smoking mirrors. What we've been successful, though, is we've, you know, we've involved everybody here. And people will say, listen, I've got something I'd like to do. I'm willing to put money into that to help that happen. So I'm willing to pay that band that night because I want to see jazz happening, or wow. I want to see this particular thing happening, which is incredible. Yeah, I've never owned a business where somebody came to me and said, I, I'd like to cover that for you tonight. Because I want to see That is so fun. Yeah, I just blows me away. Yeah, and you could tell like yeah, the people that were here weren't just here like a, they were going to a bar. No, they felt the same way we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They felt like it was their home. Yeah. They yeah. felt like they belong. Yeah. Jim, they all like hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tyler. You yeah. should have taken a hot dog. Poor Tyler. Never wrote that down. I'll never forget to look at him. He goes, I don't like hot dogs. <laughs> They're free, Tyler. That's okay. Nobody ever heard. Have some salad. Yeah. Dylan and Lily, I think they both grabbed a hot dog. They all, they all commented on the macaroni and cheese. Whoever oh, made the macaroni good. and cheese, that's, they that's liked it. That's one of my things. I like to do that. They yeah. loved it. They good. definitely loved it. <laughs> so the transition from the art gallery to here how long did you two talk back and forth and you said there was a lot of communication internally as well as a lot of communication between the two of you how long was that a long transition to say well, okay let's do this or can I, can I tell you one thing and yeah uh, about nine months Julie and I've been together since uh 2000 okay we've been together since 2000 we're attached to the hip yeah <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. It's the first time in my life I've had a relationship that, uh, you know, we're together all the time. We talk all the time. We, we fight all the time. Yeah. You know, we, we're there all the time. Uh, you're probably experiencing this too in your travels, right? You can't get away from each other. That's mainly because we're in a 400 square right. foot right, right, RV right. on wheels. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you can't get away from each other. Right. So, you know, but we both really dig the same things, you know, we're, we're both creative in a sense that we, we need our time to be creative and everything yeah. else. So we communicate, we've been communicating since day one. Um, it doesn't always go well, Yeah. you know, and, but, uh, you know, any relationship is, is hard, but we work together too. And, and this place has been open six and a half years. Okay. And got through COVID. Which I were gonna, I was gonna ask you about that in a minute. How that, how you got through COVID and some of the obstacles you went through. It's one, one of the 
there's community. three there's i will say there's three things that are really key the one is because we're a team we really do know how to we're learning how to work together in covid the breakdown of how things were without thinking and you just get into this mode every day that was broken down and we had to learn how to work together and finances became more predominant because we needed to figure out how to make things go without revenue right and we did a lot of conversation about these are our options and looking at things so our teamwork really was one of those three things the second thing was we have a local organization called mountain biz works that in the very beginning we they they um organize classes for people how to write business plans how to get financing all kinds of things cool. everything for the entrepreneur and that was one of the things we liked about Asheville in the beginning was it's a really nice entrepreneurial community they support so yeah. they so were larger businesses in the community support mountain biz works so that they can help smaller businesses like ourselves wow. and um even though in march of 2020 they didn't know what was going on any more than anyone else did i could call them and they would say we're learning we're figuring this out we're going to call you as soon as we know we're going to email you we they were there for us every step of the way that's huge when no one else would give us phone calls back like the unemployment office right. or the sba or anybody you know the government was not calling us back they were there for us every step of the way and the third thing is our community and that's the most important thing the foundation of people that have nurtured us to to become who we are yeah and that we open our doors for to welcome every time that we're here for music and for family and for community we couldn't have survived without them that's huge. It's so true yeah. it's totally i mean uh you know, when COVID first hit, we had to close. Yeah. You have to close your bar. It's like, I have to close my bar, right? I understand. I understand the circumstances. Um, I worked, so in, I worked in China for a while. We understand. I understand what a lot of uncertainties that we, yeah. no one knew what's going to happen. So we understood it. But, you know, for, for Julie and I, I mean, we're always thinking, we're always sitting back and talking. And uh, we were closed and, and, uh, for your audience, they really can't see the building that we're in, but we have a huge parking lot, a road, another parking lot, and then the French Broad River. And I have a large loading dock out front. And we're standing there looking out across the river and going, what are we gonna do? And then we both kind of looked at each other and said, we have this. So cool. Driving concerts. We have this. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Nobody not? else, a lot of our friends who own bars, we're, you know, we're good friends with everybody. Yeah. You know, the Orange Peel, everybody, uh, Russell at Gray Eagle. They got to close. They don't have the. They don't have this. Yeah. Right. I got a whole parking lot. I got out of that. I got a parking lot across there. I've got. I'm a open spaces. Yeah. So we decided to have a concert. Did I? Uh, and so you played. This here. And so you played outside, and then everybody was in lawn chairs and spread yeah. out. We and... kind of threw it out on Facebook that we we're going to do an outdoor concert. At the very last minute, because we didn't want to like, yeah. we didn't really want to have any publicity. Yeah, we just wanted to like 
we didn't want to have some things for <laughs> friends and try to keep a, a growing connection organically to the community because yeah. people were missing music really bad and that's a beef i have that alcohol bar alcohol stores can be a an essential but music can't be yes it is yeah. music is an essential gift to people absolutely so, it's it's anyway, good for your mental this. state yeah, it really absolutely. is yeah absolutely so we Set up outside, and uh, before we knew it, the TV cameras were here. <laughs> uh, the parking lot filled up. The parking lot across the street filled up. There was just a, an incredible amount of people. It was our Woodstock. Yeah. And we weren't open. We weren't allowed to be open. So we opened we the, the back music. way. Yeah, the back way in to open our bathrooms up for people who needed a restroom. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And we put a tip jar. And that kept you going. Kept us going. That's so cool. Again, community right there. I yeah. know. The police, brilliant. the police showed up. They're coming across the parking lot. I'm on stage playing. It was one gentleman. Yeah. And I'm like, talk to me, talk to me. And Julia <laughs> intercepted him and uh, they had a conversation. He just looked up and went, everything's cool. That's cool. Because yeah. he realized people, everybody sitting out there needed it as bad as you needed it. And well, we're there's social six, distancing. There's six, right. Everyone was apart. in their own little yeah. pod. It was it was beautiful. And people had masks on who felt that they were too close to somebody. Yeah. So we were following all the protocol. So there wasn't anything wrong. Right. You know, and people dug it. I mean, they just really, uh, you couldn't have asked for a more exciting thing. Yeah. Made the news that night. The train. There's our train. It's cool when I, I go to Johnny Cash every time. When you hear that, <laughs> the mind of a musician, right there. Yeah, right. It's cool to see the different things that entrepreneurs do when your back's against the wall and and things go bad. What you can do to come out of it and make it happen, and uh, that's such a good example right there of your back was against the wall. And don't get us wrong. We had days when we looked at each other and said, "What the." What are we doing this? Oh, way? Yeah. yeah. I can't go another day. I cannot literally go another day with this. And we figure out some way to appease ourselves. Martini. Tequila. <laughs> Tequila. And, yeah. That's and then wake up the next day and we be, okay, we can do this. You know, just giving ourselves some space from all the crap. And we just had to look at it as like, this is really an opportunity to do something really crazy why yeah, not right. you know instead of following all the rules let's do something out of the box that's one of the things don't be afraid to follow your your thoughts you yeah know? don't be afraid to break the rules uh not saying that rules are meant to be broken but they're you Learn know them, follow them and do things that are like basically the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right on the edge let's say don't be afraid to break the structure that's right. it that's, that's a good way to put it way to put that you're it. used to yeah because that structure is just what everybody follows you know, and sometimes I, it gets mindless because that you follow it because you're in this minutiae of the daily grind you know yeah. and and that's what covid did for us yeah. really it broke that just broke that off and yeah. opened up this whole new it was option actually a good thing yeah i mean we we looked for the positive yeah it slowed us down Prior to COVID, we were open seven days a week. We were getting burnout. You know? We couldn't stand and, it. <laughs> couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah. But we were getting burnout, but we were losing money. We were losing, yeah, we weren't doing- Because we weren't doing the right things. Right. The right things. We're trying to do everything and not everything works. You have to 
pull back, do something really special right. and then make that work. Again, go back Build to your roots of what makes you happy exactly. and, and what you're doing it for exactly. and realigning your priorities. And yeah, I did, I did feel that with COVID and, and everything that went on, it gave a lot of people just that sense to take a step backwards mm-hmm. and reset. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, so since COVID, is that when your hours change? So you're open, what is it? Four days. Four days now? Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of be nice for you too, as well, to kind of recharge and. Well, those are fourteen-hour days. Yeah. So I mean, Monday. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when I met you on Sunday, <laughs> I said, "Don't call me." <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. I don't answer sleep? my phone. Yeah. I just don't. I just. Uh, and it's, the, it's tough. the thing about having a music venue is that you're here. But when you're outside of here, you're still working. There's still bookkeeping. Yeah. There's still product. Yeah, there's still stop. inventory and warehousing. There's still there's still marketing. There's still keeping in contact with everything. Yeah. Booking bands. And so the part of being here, which is the best part to me because I get to socialize with the community and our friends and stuff. Um, that's only one one bit of it yeah there's all this stuff that nobody else really sees that takes a toll between the two of us and um well plus performing you know i, I perform uh, at least two times a week if not three times a week no, right. that's, that's 64 years. yeah it's and when time. i'm dancing up on stage you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so having cool. those three days off really helps helps to have more time to ourselves, maybe yeah. a day, and then spending a couple of days together the things in order right. when we're not here. That's good. It does help. Yeah. You gotta manage your time and your responsibilities. And and I learned a lot of things that I was doing just to keep going. Um, I let them all go and I put in a few things when we reopened that I realized I can't not do this. These yeah. are things I have to do. Um, but there are other things that I haven't put back in the agenda, and I'm happy about that. That's it's awesome. totally fine. And we're still working. It'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Hopefully, always will, right? Yeah, I mean that keeps things fresh, know. right? Yeah. Keeps things fresh, and it, it makes you, uh, you know, every three months there's a there's a churn or change of, of things that are happening. You have new people coming into. You have people, you know, some people up in a train, you know, leaving town, <laughs> but you know. Uh, we have such an influx of new people in Asheville now because of COVID. Yeah, I mean it's phenomenal. So we we've had to we've had to deal with a whole new influx of out of town who want this to be their home. They haven't been here for fifteen years. They don't know yeah. the vibe. You know, it's 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 a, they're getting to it. You know, they're understanding it. But when they walk in, they go, "Oh, this is what I want. This is what I want in Asheville." Don't try to change it though. But right. I want to be first in line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to be first in line. Yeah. So let's talk about you two as a couple. And you had talked about we talked about communication and and you were just saying some of the things you do on you know the the books and everything else that still has to be done. Have how have you done with you know, is it very set in stone? Like this is these are my roles, these are my roles, or is it is there a lot of gray there that you're both helping each other to accomplish everything? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, we, we both kind of fall into certain areas naturally. I have a lot of warehousing and buying experience myself. Um, he has a lot of music experience and um, has never worked in a with a bar before. 
No, that so, was a shocker. Yeah, yeah I bet. First time I did it like this, I had no idea what it was doing. And I've always, as an artist, since I was a young girl, realized that I wanted to understand how to do accounting or bookkeeping and, and how to make a business run. Yeah. I didn't necessarily want to do it for a living, but I, if I were an, if I became an artist, I wanted to know what my accountant was doing. Right. Right. So I taught myself these things. And so I kind of fell naturally into the product and the, the inventory section of running a bar. And because I've run a bar before managed people. And so here's where, I kind of fell naturally, um, Mark, because this is his this is his gig, you know. This is his thing to write music, to be with the musicians, to hang on stage, to learn the technical stuff, to figure all that out. So we kind of have that separation. But when it comes to making business decisions, there's not a single thing that we don't talk to one another about, and that's kind of an interesting thing not just in business but in personally is learning how to approach each other right. how to realize when okay it might not be the right time or i've got this amount of time it's finite i've got to talk to the, talk to my you know partner about this how do i present it properly and we fail monstrously all the time that's good to hear so i'm sitting here going man i still have to figure that out no. <laughs> it takes a while yeah you know we have we have some good moments and we have some really awful moments yeah. and we just kind of just got to get back up and keep going yeah. you know and we figure it out together and but that's we, what relationships are too you can have that argument you can have this everything else but tomorrow you're not you're not leaving, right? We have, you know, you're not walking out the door. Yeah, you know, you're 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 going to get it solved and everything else. Sometimes they they don't get really solved. Some things don't. Yeah. You put yeah. them off, and if there's not an, you know, there's a lot of intuitiveness about yeah. the two of us. We don't always need to like hash things out. It just come, you know. There have to listen to your intuition. Again, doing what's right for you. Yeah. And if something's right for him and it's not for me, then maybe it doesn't get decided at that point, or we do the best thing possible at that moment. Um, and for us, we're constantly asking ourselves and each other, what are the things that we want out of our life at this particular, you know, in our at our age? And so those questions, when we ask those questions and we come to the answers it kind of gives us a gauge as to what we're doing and is this important is this important what's not important yeah yeah do you think there will be a time that comes that you'll start to hire more people to help with some of the the roles or is it talking about that yeah. yeah but uh you want them outside you don't want them involved in your business itself because there's you know our personalities just from meeting us you know we have a certain thing that's it's hard to teach right and it's hard for people to understand our communication with our customers are are uh, you know i mean how many people did you see we were hugging and everything everyone, everyone yeah, in here i mean you know it's just you, you, that's hard to teach somebody right because they're just here to work yeah it's, it's more than that yeah here and uh that's the thing about business and owning something we don't own this yeah our community owns this and that's how we look at it you know, uh, I'm not going to do something because you want me to do it because we, we're on a straight and narrow. We know what we're doing here and everything else. But the community in general really owns the business. Yeah. And that we've nurtured that into that, that 
connections. So even if we just said, you know what, we're done with the business, our community would pick that up. So it'll never fail. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see it ever failing. You've created something that's bigger than just the two of you. Yes. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, that's a, it's freaky. Well, it's freaky, but that's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a legacy. Yeah. You know, I mean, absolutely. that's what, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a furniture store I own. Somebody else is going to pick it up, you know, whatever. You know, this is the community owned place. It really is. Uh, as much as uh, we say we own it, we don't really own it. We pay the bills and do all that stuff and yeah. keep, it, keep it functioning. But the musicians that come in here on their own on a Sunday, Sunday is our day where they don't get, take any money, chips or anything. They, they give it back. It's to, cool. back to the, yeah. to the, the vessel that we have here to open yeah. our doors, yeah. Absolutely. It's I mean, amazing. Our biggest goal now too, though, is you know we we started a cover charge at the door and doing certain things that every musician walks out of here with money because that's that's the most frustrating thing in the arts in general. You know, being an artist, you know, being a painter, you know, somebody says, "Oh, you can bring your paintings in and hang them on the wall. It's good exposure for you." You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need your exposure. Right. I need to pay, exposure doesn't pay my electric. Correct. Bill, you know, so um, we we totally understand that. And that's one thing we always try back to all our, our communities that we've done through Orlando or Florida and back up here, trying to get money back. In these and we've gotten better at understanding the Definitely circle, better. the relationship that everybody has with with the bands, with the music, with the venue, with the community. It's, and I'm sure it will change again, but right now we're we're in an okay groove. I think I hope always evolve. It's always That's... evolving. You can't get you can't like say okay, this is it forever. Just I think with any with any business forever. with any industry, you always yeah. have to evolve. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we've raised our children sitting down say change will happen. Yeah, embrace it. Yeah, if you fight it, you're never going to get anywhere. Right, embrace the change and work with it. Work with it and work with it to the best of your understanding of it or whatever you can do to maneuver with it but always make sure you do it it's helpful for you so. yeah well i know we're getting close to an end here yeah, so sure. i wanted to it's, it's, no, that's, yeah. it's no i wanted to thank you both so much for your time well, i really do it's I been a, it's been an honor questions. you did you did an awesome job and uh i i hope the remote star nation can take something from this and, and learn from it and um where where can everybody find you i know uh you know online or yeah. the best thing to do is, is go to facebook um we don't really have a website and main reason is, is we don't advertise yeah we don't we uh we want to be Asheville. you know Asheville's changed a lot in the past 10 years a lot in 10 years. I mean, phenomenal. We, uh, if, if you want to find us, you'll find us. Yeah. It's, we're Asheville Guitar Bar on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay. Yeah, that's the basics. And we also have a YouTube page, which I hope you post this on your YouTube page. Yep, we'll and do that. And join that. Uh, there's a barcode right there if you want to join cool. But that's the, the main thing. Facebook is, it's our age group still. Yeah. You know, um, but it's not. It's, it's Facebook is a lot of, I mean, there's still a lot of people using Facebook. Yeah. And now TikTok and everything right, right, else right. too, yeah. right? 
or or listen, the remote start nation can find you the same way we did, riding our bikes around town and and stopping yeah, at places we thought were cool and yeah. heard the music, and here we were. All my life experiences have been that way. We we that is our favorite thing to do when we go to a new town. Yeah. We get on our bikes and we walk around and we go to a bunch of different locations. Those are back alleys. Yeah. That's where you find it. And, and a lot of times we ask the bartender or whoever, hey, where would you go? Where do you <laughs> exactly. hang out? Right. Yeah. We love doing that. It's, we love to explore. Yeah. That's our favorite part about traveling. As long oh. as I don't serve hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful you brought your family and to share Mother's Day with us. Thank yeah. you. It was incredible. And thank yeah. you again for this interview. Absolutely. So thank you yeah. both. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to cut the. Well, Remote Start Nation, we have come to the end of another episode. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Woodward Movement, your go-to for brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to remotestartpodcast.com or our social channels to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you on your journey. And as always, please don't forget to share the Remote Start podcast with your friends and colleagues you think would enjoy being part of the Remote Start Nation. Until next time.